Welcome back to a, another edition of Mouthing Off Sports here. Dan Sadik alongside with Zach Lacey and Jonathan Sullivan. Boys, it feels good to be back, and we got a lot to talk about. How are we doing? Doing wonderful. Sorry we we're missing uh, missing the fourth amigo there, Ryan, but, you know, good to be back talking with you, boys. Yeah, I'm uh, doing well. Long time no see for this pod. Happy to be back. Great to be back. Um, so let's uh, start off with... Football, obviously, and the Patriots specifically. Let's pick at this carcass. Um, for anyone, you know, that tuned in to the earlier part of the season, um, I was a big proponent of 10 and 6, Patriots <laughs> making the playoffs. I was, uh, I was really high. 12 and 6, no, 12 and 4. Yeah, well, 12 and 4. <laughs> 12 and 4 was like the out-of-body the out thing, like the out-of-body uh, mind thinking. But realistically – on the pod, I believe I said 10 and 6. They win the division. That did not happen. Turns out the Patriots suck. Cam Newton sucks. And the Bills are legit. And Miami is in a better place than the Patriots. Um, we can all say that, I think, comfortably. And we're left with a really effed up situation here with the Patriots going into 2021. Um, you know, where do we start? I mean, good Lord. Let's start with just the path in general that they did have for a bit, no matter how cynical you felt about the team, you know, mathematically they had chances. They just blew them with horrible losses to teams like the Texans, to teams like the Broncos and the 49ers. And yeah, they probably won a game or two that they shouldn't have uh, against say the Ravens uh, in that monsoon at the end of that game. But I mean, Overall, with what this team had roster-wise, uh, you know, as far as opt-outs, Tom Brady leaving, and you're bringing in Cam Newton late in the summer, um, no preseason, everything, obviously, that a lot of other teams dealt with, um, also with COVID. I think 7-9 and nine finish, you know, in hindsight, is probably the ceiling this team had, uh, you know, right around that 8-8, eight and 7-9 eight, range. Um because, man, that offense proved itself to be truly anemic throughout the year. And Cam Newton finished with, what, I think five touchdown passes? Like, oh, and he caught one at the end. I mean, like, it was just brutal. That was the, the true identity of their offense was a gimmick that was just scraping to get points however they could. And that's my biggest takeaway is how just how night and day the offense looked compared to how even in 2019, they, they were still 12 and four. They were still able to get by offensively enough. Obviously they had the greatest of all time there, but it just shows you how much of an impact and how much uh, he covered up for, you know, the Patriots woes, um, especially in the last couple of years. Um, but yeah, those are just my initial takeaways from the season. Um, yeah. I mean, covered a lot of it. I don't think Cam ever really recovered from the COVID his COVID uh, diagnosis or the gotten the, getting the virus, whatever. After that, when he came back, he just never looked right the rest of the season. I mean, that Seattle game, man, I had a lot of, lot of hope for this team. And then they beat the Raiders who had just beaten the Saints. Got to be feeling really good through three weeks. And then Cam gets COVID and the rest of the season just kind of went to shit. I mean, they didn't throw the ball well ever after that. The defense looked good some weeks, trashed the next week. They never had a consistent pass rush the entire year. I think Winnow finished best on the team in stacks with like five and a half. And he didn't even see the field all the time. Yeah, until the second half of the season. Yeah. So, I mean, lack of a consistent pass rush, lack of uh, offensive talent. I mean, Jacoby Myers is probably the best quarterback on the team <laughs> my call at least um <laughs> all around it was 
it was a depressing season to be a Pats fan after 20 years of not having to worry about making the playoffs or anything, man, this was a tough one. Yeah. I mean, Dan, I think you hit the nail on the head with their seven to nine. And just to me, it feels where they should have ended up. They, they won games like Arizona and Baltimore that they probably shouldn't have won. And they lost a game like Denver. They, they probably should have won and Houston. They probably should have won too. So, you know, those were kind of a wash and, it just wasn't a good football team. I mean, that's just the simple truth. And they're seven and nine, and that's where they ended up, and that's where they deserve to be. Yeah. And Zach, as you were saying, you know, how depressing as a Pats fan, you know, to watch this season unfold the way it did, even if you're just a fan of the sport, it was just such a horrendous product at the end of the day. Like, yeah, I was still excited to watch the team every week, you know, hoping and praying they would figure out and weasel their way through to a path to the playoffs. So I could, so I could shout my take to the moon. Yeah. But the product itself was, Oh yeah. Every week, the most exciting plays were special teams or defensively JC Jackson getting like his 19,000 interceptions. Like that was like the, the most hyped you could get, you know, and, like some of your brightest uh, performances coming from guys like Jake Bailey um, and uh, and like Nick Folk and uh, Jonathan. I know you really liked this. Actually, I don't think it was this stat that you saw, but Jake Bailey had more net yards punting <laughs> than Cam Newton had passing yards. Hey, okay. We know we stand Jake Bailey. Fendi for the brand. Big Jake Bailey guy won me the IDP championship, but we won't go there. Jake Bailey, great punter, but like, yeah, obviously he's going to put up crazy numbers on a, on a team that lacks any offense uh, ability, offensive Dude, ability. Even, even like the Falcons trash team, but they're fun to watch. Matt Ryan's throwing the ball over the place. They're making comebacks. The past just weren't a fun team to watch. They're boring. They just run the ball three times and then three, you know, it, it felt like as soon as they got down by a touchdown, the game was over. I mean, you, didn't even have, yeah. you didn't even have Edelman out there for the vast majority of the year because, again, he's at the end of his career all banged up. And, like, yeah, it, it really just was just a bad product. And any other coach in there besides Belichick, I think they're, like, 3-13 three and, three and, uh, or 4-12. and 12. Nowhere near 7-9. and nine. But yeah, it sucks. It sucks. Um, to move on, though, um, still on the Pats, though, let's give you know try to be try to give some sort of uh, some sort of positivity here with the team. We're gonna do three positive developments from the team and three negative developments from the team. Um, can be literally anything about the team. Uh, doesn't have to be player specific. All right. So I'll kick us off. Nick Folk. Speak of the devil. Nick Folk is my first positive development. Like, yeah, is he going to be the kicker for the next five years? No, but he was nails. And he was also one of the biggest parts of uh, why you were able to go seven to nine, because largely the guy didn't miss pretty much the whole year. And is on a, I think he's still on that streak of like 20 plus field goals made. Um, And he, again, he's been nails. So Nick Folk. And uh, we can go to you, Zach, if you have one. All right. Um, my first one, you kind of touched on it a bit, but just Josh McDaniels being able to show off a lot of his trick plays. And that was one of the only fun parts of the offense was they had so many different wide receivers throwing the ball and flea flickers and all this different stuff. Um, it, I mean, it was also a bad thing that he had to do this just to create some offense, but that right. was at least a fun part of watching the games. Jonathan? Uh, I'll go my first guy. I will go Mike Owenu. He's uh, the offensive lineman. They got him in the sixth round. And uh, I I like to be very critical of uh, Bill Belichick's drafting. I'm sure I'll get into that more later with my negatives. But to find this guy in the sixth round, uh, comes right in, starter, above average, borderline, you know, really above average starter in the NFL. Looks like he had him locked up for a long time going to soften the blow a little bit if uh, Tooney leaves this offseason and the whole offensive line in, in general 
even if Tooney does leave, looks like one of the strong points of this team going forward. Okay. I like that. I, I mean, like Bill's got a hit in the draft, you know, like I think that especially in the next two to three years, like he's got to be hitting on guys like that because you got guys like, you know, Tooney that, you know, is up for big money, whether you're going to franchise him or not. And you also have uh, like Andrews, David Andrews, his contract is going to be up. Are you going to be able to pay him? Shaq Mason also makes a pretty penny as well. So yeah, you have to be able to, you know, keep drafting well there and, you know, not whiff on uh, some certain people. I know uh, that you'd like to point out Jonathan, <coughs> Nikhil, but um, anyways, my second up is, uh, uh, is Damian Harris and he didn't play obviously the whole year. Uh, he ended up getting banged up and ended up missing the end of the year as well. But I think that it's pretty clear that whether or not you keep Michelle Harris is going to be a focal point of the run game. And I think he runs hard. I think he is just much more decisive as a running back than Michelle. He obviously popped off a lot more uh, and was more consistent than Michelle. And, I think later in the year you saw Sony Michelle kind of have a fire lit under his ass because, you know, he probably sees the writing on the wall. Like this guy's taking my job and then now he's out. I got to step up my, my game. And he did. Michelle looked like he was running harder at the end of the year and better. And I think Harris is, uh, is part of that. You know, he didn't play at all in his first year, second year, he actually shows you something. And, and in an offense that, you know, is run heavy, you pretty much know they're running it because they can't pass it. So Damian Harris, uh, for sure. And I think could uh, have a really big year next year if he can stay healthy. Yeah, love that one. Um, go with a pretty obvious one here, I guess, J.C. Jackson. I mean, nine interceptions. Got him. He, pl- he had a couple bad games, but overall he was a stud all year. It's a shame that he didn't make the Pro Bowl. Um, but nine interceptions, man, you, you got to tip your cap to him. He look really good this year if Stefan Gilmore needs to be moved for money reasons JC Jackson's pretty good filling only 25 so yeah I mean he he had the obviously breakout year playing you know not having to cover the main guy every time helps but I really like that pick good pick Jonathan uh, I'll go with another uh, pretty mainstream guy here I'll go with uh, Jacoby Myers uh, as you mentioned earlier, you had a uh, awful QB play this year, but Philly Myers undrafted wide receiver. Dan, I know you and I have been big Myers guys for a I while. Mean, yep. But, uh, you know, this guy can play in the NFL. He's shown that. And, uh, you know, he's never going to be a stud wide receiver, but he's got a place on the roster uh, no matter what next year. And he showed he showed me something this year, and that's good going forward. All right. So, you know, I felt like I was kind of scraping out the barrel for this one. I wanted to go with Jake Bailey, but I think it was just, I don't know. I think that's just one of the obvious ones and he was going to have a good year. I think no matter what Um, I'm going to go with Gunner. I think Gunner ultimately proved his worth as a punt returner. He finished with a a higher net average uh, return yards than Edelman, which is a Patriots record. Um, And I think that in the passing game, you know, as he grows into his body a little bit more, he will become a little bit of an Edelman Welker esque. Not like that he's going to be that type of uh, you know level of production, but we all know like Edelman when he first uh, was drafted to the Pats, like yeah, he wasn't going to see the field too much other than punt returning because of Welker at the time and what the offense had. But also, the dude was tiny. Uh, Edelman really grew and became sort of the ripped physique guy you know as he you know really came into that role in 2013 after they got rid of Wes Welker so yeah if you give Gunner another you know year to two to really fill in that NFL body I I like that a lot and I think he showed you something um you know he had a few really really good punt returns this year love me some Gunner um I was gonna go with Jake Bailey for my third as well but I'll go I'll go a different direction uh we'll go Adrian Phillips Oh, starts all 16 games at strong safety and and over a hundred combined tackles. And who's got the most tackle for loss on the team? Adrian Phillips, not a lineman, not any of those trash guys up front safety coming up, making plays. He was great this year. 
and one of the reasons why they had a chance on defense. What a stud. But you, Jonathan? Uh, I will go. I will go Lawrence Guy and Adam Butler, the two uh, defensive tackles. There's really not many other players I can I can say on this team that I feel like happy in that are like legit starters. Adam Butler is really bad against uh, Buffalo a couple weeks ago on Monday night, but he was their best player, one of the best players in the Chargers win. And Lawrence Guy is really good, you know, stout. They need some more depth in there, but. You know, those guys are good, and they played good this year, and they'll be good going forward. I, Lawrence guys a free agent. Hopefully they can bring him back. But in a season of a lot of disappointments, those two at least were, uh, were as advertised, if not better. Okay, so uh, let's get into the negatives. And, boy. Can I go first? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> All right, my number one negative this year is Nikhil Harry. <laughs> there it is. Um, I've been very critical on Nikhil Harry. I've cutting some slack on this podcast before. Uh, hopefully uh, everyone's come around and, and can vindicate me on my Nikhil Harry takes. But, I mean, just, just horrible. I mean, you have, no, you have no wide receivers. You have an undrafted wide receiver uh, playing the one. Edelman gets hurt. He's out. Then you got Demir Bird, a journeyman, the other guy. And I mean, your wide receiver three at best, sometimes getting benched in favor of Dante Moncrief, uh, who is another journeyman. And just the stat that I saw the other day where Edelman played 319 more snaps than Harry and had more receiving yards than him. It's just this guy is so bad, con- consistent getting holding penalties called on him. And, I mean, to negate the one okay aspect probably of his game is blocking. But, I mean, if you're getting holding calls on you once a game, are you really that good at blocking? Just a complete bust, a complete miss. It's, it's funny watching him. Like, it, it's like it's, it's like he's a meme when he's out there. Like, I'm rooting for Go them off, to throw great. him the ball. Go off. But what a bust. What a bust. One of the biggest busts I've seen. I mean, on a uh, team that's, that has... that, that's not true. That's so Patriots. One of the biggest buzz. I mean, he, at least he's playing. There's plenty of first round guys who get hurt and never play again. Uh, no, uh, he's one of the worst. He's, in my opinion, he's one of the worst. Right. And uh, he's a complete bust. And I hope he's on the team next year solely so I can just scream, throw it to Harry as a joke. But if the Patriots are actually going to be good next year, Nikhil Harry's probably not going to be on the team. And that's just sad because they picked him in the first round over stud wide receivers throughout the draft. Who I don't even want to get into. But just what a disappointing year for Nikhil Harry. What a bust. Yeah, good. That's, he's very – he's makes me sad. You good, Jonathan? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, I guess I'll go second. Um, all right, my biggest, like, negative development – this year no question is bill belichick the gm bill the gm royally effed this team whether you know whether it's brady you know that call whether it's the draft you know moving up you draft two tight ends they both suck all right you got nothing at wide receiver besides jacoby myers who is on his way to canton but besides that, Hill Harry sucks. And Cam Newton, you decided not to bring him in until the end of June when you don't have a real offseason, you don't have a real program, you don't have a real preseason. And not to mention, his shoulder's broken, and all the guy can do is throw it in the faces of freaking defensive linemen. And he's 6'5 and shouldn't be doing that. And just build the GM, man. Because um, build the coach saved Bill the GM from going three and 13 this year. Bill the GM set up Bill the coach to fail 1000%. And I like, I cannot stress that enough. He is the biggest disappointment on, you know, the, the managing side of things in terms of the roster, how the roster was constructed. Terrible. The, you know, you had nothing at linebacker. Horrible. Just horrible. You can go. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. It, it was a tough one. Uh, that that would be my biggest one is tight ends, man. 
when this and, team was when this team was going good over the middle play action tight ends it made the defense worry and it gave the guys on the outside a lot more room to operate and make things a lot easier for them now you you don't have to worry about them i mean they, they barely get targeted even when they do target they just drop the ball they fucking they all suck every one of them i, I don't care what they are um they might be good blocking but man they provide nothing in the way of pass catching and with a guy that can't really throw that far, it would really help to have some tight ends over the middle who could make some freaking plays. <laughs> um, Cam was set up to fail, and that's one of the main reasons. It's a good one, Jonathan. You're I'm going. Uh, I'm going. Bill Belichick, the GM. Hey, Bill Belichick, the GM hurt Bill Belichick, the coach, so much on the field this year with his below-average talent, basically across the board. Just inconsistent drafts over the past couple of years by Bill the GM has just hurt him so much. And now you lose the best quarterback of all time and everything comes full circle and just pitiful performance for Bill the GM this year. And uh, I don't know if it's going to get any better next year. He's got a lot of cap space, a lot of pressure on Bill the GM this offseason. I'll tell you that much. I feel like, I feel like if Zach didn't go tight end there, we all would have just had Bill the GM number one. Cause I mean, <laughs> cause I mean, he, he just sucked. I mean, how, how much, how much rope do we think that Bill has? Like how much, like if he sucks again, this off season and they are just terrible. The seat gets hot. If they repeat this year, like you again. think they like, like Kraft comes in and says, Bill, we need to hire someone to be GM. You're just going to be the coach. Yeah. I don't think that. I don't think that's going to happen. I think he walks. Bill walks away before that happens. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I. It's just annoying because I. I in some ways I feel like, what Bill did in terms of like the whole Brady thing was like, you know, the way I see it, whether this is you know any shred of truth or not, is like, you know, Robert basically had the call on Jimmy G. He wasn't going to let Bill trade away Brady or whatever and keep Jimmy. And then this time around, uh, it's basically like Bill's like, well, you effed me the first time. Can I make, you know, these calls? You're paying me to make these calls, by the way, upwards of 20 to 25 million, as we've learned from uh, Mike Florio and Pro Football Talk. Thank you very much. Bill gets paid a shitload of money to make these calls. And he's probably sitting there like, all right, can I make the call on the quarterback finally? And he did. And he gave you a pile of shit for a million dollars. And not that it's Cam Newton's fault. Collectively, Jared Stidham sucked. Brian Hoyer had a chance in there too against Kansas City. He blew. So I mean, the whole thing. Bill just f that whole position. But yeah, build the GM. You stink. Oh, all right. My number two um, negative on the year. I'm gonna give to Steve Belichick because <laughs> you know what? Defensively, they definitely flashed. But I mean. When your offense is that bad and truly that horrible and you still have some talent on the on the defensive side, yes, you're going to have moments where you're like, oh, that, that defense is actually pretty solid if only the offense could figure it out. But you know what? At the end of the day, I don't really trust him to be the defensive play caller, and I think he is. And I just think at times when you go up against, um, you know, certain offenses that you should be able to squash. I'm talking about the Denver Broncos with Drew Locke. I'm talking about that Niners team. And I'm talking about that Houston team that was that garbage throughout the whole year. They should not have gotten stomped the way they did um, in those games, specifically that Broncos game. That was probably their worst game of the year. And it was just horrible. And against the Rams too. I just, I don't know. It blows my mind how you can go from competing the way they did against the Bills in their first matchup to getting utterly obliterated and laughed at by the Bills in your second meeting in prime time. So I put that on on Steve. Old Stevie, uh, Stevie Mullet's over there. Yeah, um, figure your shit out. Figure the defense out. Because I'm not going to put that on Gerard Mayo because I don't think he's calling the plays. I think it's ultimately coming to Steve and Bill. So those two. Yell at the whole family. Yeah. 
Linda. Uh, <laughs> Linda. Uh, my second one negative is the pass rush. Man, they just didn't have a pass rush the entire year. Two of my positives were in the sec- defensive secondary, mostly because the pass rush sucked so bad that they had so many opportunities. 27th in the league with one and a half sacks a game. Are you? They were tied with the Detroit Lions, the worst defense in the league. Uh, man, that's not going to cut it. You got to get more pressure on the quarterback, so else you're going to make it really, really hard on your outside guys, especially when you're trying to compete with the Bills, with Stephon Diggs, and KC with all those freaking guys outside. You're not going to do it by not getting any pressure on these quarterbacks. And that's just – I don't know if it was a scheme thing or just talent-wise – but you got to be better than that. Yep. Jonathan? Um, my last one is going – you already did Juwan Bentley. That was a good one. Um, I'm just – I'm going with the um, – just the, the linebackers as a whole. I mean, you did Juwan Bentley, but they were just Therese Hall or – whoever the heck they threw out there, they were just so bad, so bad against the run, bad against the pass, can't cover, can't defend, just the linebackers as a general, some of the worst linebacking play I've ever seen. And then an honorable mention is is Jared Stidham because as bad as Cam was, how bad does it say Stidham is when he can't even get on the field and start one game? And even when Cam's out with COVID, who do they start? They start Brian Hoyer or the stud man. Just oh, what a bu- what a bum, an awful quarterback. You want interception? Call on Jared Sidham. He'll get you one. Yeah, I. That was literally going to be my my third, and you know what? I'm not even going to change it. I'm just going to double and triple down. Hey, fine with me. You had a chance, a wide wide open chance, Jared Sidham, from the end of March until late June to really stamp your feet, uh, just firm yourself up as the guy and really sort of show bill and the rest of the organization that you deserve that chance. And instead they wait until the last second to pick up a beat up 10 year vet, albeit, you know, a very talented 10 year vet, just broken down and you can't beat him out. He beats you for the job. You're also found in Texas for some wedding, you know, during, during all of this. And also, you just, again, what Jonathan said, you weren't good enough in your opportunities, albeit they weren't great opportunities, but anytime you got on the field, you threw a pick or you looked like you didn't know what the hell you were doing. He made a few pretty solid throws overall. I think he had that one touchdown uh, pass to Enkeel. Uh, I think it was in the back of the end, so I forget who it was against, but that was like probably his only like really good throw of the year. Other than that, dude, like, yeah, we – got his uh, tires pumped up from the media between Brady leaving and Cam being signed. But clearly that was just a bunch of smoke or it was just, uh, you know, they thought wrong and he just, I don't know. He, he crumbled, I guess. I don't know. Because if you can't do better than what Cam Newton was doing out there with that team, not that he had much to work with, then he really must suck. Like Jonathan said. So he is definitely the third uh, negative development for me. Absolutely. Just brutal. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna triple down. <laughs> uh, Studham, the entire quarterback room. I mean, it was ugly. I mean, four games all year with over 200 passing yards. Oh, four. It's only 200 yards. What? You uh, <laughs> when you're throwing for 150 yards a game, man. That's just ugly. I don't care who you are, who you got running routes for you. Uh, it's really, really bad. Uh, yeah, Studham, just just cut him at this point. It's the fourth round pick. It's over. You're not gonna if you're not gonna start over Brian Hoyer at this point in your career, man. You're you're done. Go play in the AAF. Go play in the XFL. XFL. Fucking Houston Renegades fans. Not nah, trash. Nah. Renegades goat. Nah. Um, CC, very intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Cam, get him out of here. Just go retire, man. Live the life. Go make all your commercials for 
all your crazy clothing that you wear. You had a good Louis run. Vuitton, Gucci. Yeah. Uh, that's about it, man. It's just <laughs> sad. Sad boy hours. Yeah, I, I feel bad for Cam and that whole thing. Just the whole thing for him because it, it sucks. But who knows? Who knows what uh, happens with him there and if he'll have another chance, if there's another team that's willing to take a shot. I mean, a team like the Red... Uh, ooh. The football team might want to uh, take a look, but who knows? Uh, but that guy, the man, football uh, team. Yeah, the football team. Really? I don't think Alex Smith's going to stick around. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it's a great story and everything, but if I don't know if you can rely on Alex Smith being your starter for a 16-game slate. I don't know how they cut him after that story. Though. I don't think they cut him, but like – I don't know. At least bring Cam into the, you know, into the room and, you know, shake things up a little bit. All right. Um, uh, yeah. So that's our three up and the three down and, you know, in terms of uh, the overall season. But, you know, one more thing on the Pats that I did want to get to just because, you know, what better time? It's the earliest time we could that we could have possibly been doing this since like 2008 because that's the last time they, they missed the playoffs talk a little off season. All right. So whether it's the draft free agency, I think we all obviously know what they need in terms of quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, you know, they could use some help on the pass rush, obviously, and linebacker play as Jonathan alluded to, those are all kind of glaring, but like what, you know, specifically right for quarterback who or what type of guy do you guys want to see? Uh, get brought back in, whether it's a guy they just pluck right out of the draft in the top, whatever, 12, top 15, or a guy like a veteran, like a Matt Stafford, or a guy like, uh, you know, I was just going to bring this up. If the Niners do part ways with Jimmy G or want to trade him, a guy like that, or a guy like Carson Wentz, Jonathan, I know you're going to freaking ride that train. Yeah, I love Carson Wentz. I personally would do Jimmy G. But other than that, I'd say just go in the draft, man, because I, I I don't want to see these stop gaps. I think you just got to rip off the Band-Aid and start fresh if it's not a guy like Jimmy G that Bill loves. Yeah, um, I, I don't see them spending big money on with the Stafford or Matt Ryan. I know he's floated around a little bit. Keep Matt Ryan the fuck out of here. I don't want that bum. All right, keep going. But you would want Matt Stafford, the same player. But, but Matt, but Matt Ryan is the ultimate choker. We all know that. At least he gets to the playoffs sometimes. Matt Stafford <laughs> has he has he ever been to the playoffs? Matt Stafford's on the Lions though. They're just a, they're doomed as a franchise. All right, all right. <laughs> they're, the same, they're the same player to me. But yeah. I mean Carson Wentz, he's kind of it's the same thing. He's getting paid so much money. Um, I mean. The, the philosophy to win in, in the league seems to be get a quarterback on a rookie deal, build around him, and then you go from there because the quarterbacks always cost the most money. So, I mean, the guy like Kyle Trask, if he's available there at 15 or whatever the Pats are picking in the middle, uh, quarterback from Florida, Heisman finalist, he's a legit NFL quarterback. Um, just looking at I mean – well, uh, Lawrence and oh god, why am I blanking on the highest stake guy? Oh, Fields, Justin Fields. Fields, they're gonna get. They're pr- they're probably gonna go one two. Oh yeah. What? Oh yeah. And then if you look down the rest of the list, all the way up to the Pats, most of the teams don't need quarterbacks unless, or they just recently picked a quarterback too. So, trash falls to them there. I I would like that. Um, other than him, I mean, you look around, if Dak comes back healthy, maybe they don't, Dallas doesn't need Andy Dalton anymore. And he looked pretty good this year. Mm. Um, I mean, if, if the San Francisco cuts Jimmy G maybe, but outside of the draft, there's not a lot of super enticing prospects to me. I don't think that they're going to trade for a big money guy. And that's just, unless Deshaun Watson wants to come over from Houston. Oh. Well, with Nick Casario going there now, I highly doubt there's any realistic chance of that. Yeah. Jonathan, any uh, any well, thoughts on the QB? You know I'm a Carson Wentz guy. 
Yuck. Uh, I, I would take him tomorrow. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I don't hate the draft. I mean, I wouldn't hate Trey Lance if he falls to you at 15. Mac Jones if he falls to you at 15. No. Um, Not Mac Jones. But I, I would try for Stafford. But I don't think Detroit's getting rid of him, as was previously said. But yeah, they're at they're at ground zero. They have nothing at quarterback, so they got to do something. I don't I don't hate. I kind of like the idea of draft a guy in the first round and also bring in like a veteran. Oh wow, like yeah. uh, like you want to do like what Kansas City did with Alex Smith, but Alex mm-hmm. Smith was in Kansas City for five years before they found the right guy to replace him. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Are you? Are is this five years of Alex Smith? You're nine and seven, ten and six. You no. just make the playoffs a couple times, and you wait around for the for the guy to come. I'm or okay with. It, yeah. Uh, is it all in on the draft? Move up in the draft and try to hope Fields drops to three or four, and try to trade for that pick or what? I don't know. I I I was okay with the the veteran stopgap. See what you got see if you can make the playoffs for one year, but I'm not about doing that when you don't know how many years of bill you have left. He's, you know, hitting his seventies. So I want the next guy, or I want a crack at the next guy, because if you just happen to get a guy that bill actually does believe in, like he did Jimmy G that will reinvigorate him in ways like that. I think he will truly try to put, you know, the right pieces around him, you know, because like, yeah, in a lot of ways, that's what they were doing at the end with Brady when they were placating, bringing in Antonio Brown, then Muhammad Sanu, or what have you. Um, and I think if, if Jimmy G was his guy this last year, he wouldn't have sent him out there with Myers and Moncrief and Nikhil Harry, big bust, um, and the tight ends, Keen and Asiasi. I mean, like, what are we doing with, you know, that kind of weaponry? Um, you know, for a veteran, I get it, you know, maybe Cam, you know, Cam was the right guy for that kind of offense that, you know, you weren't going to totally get, you know, I don't know, you weren't going to bring in these guys, uh, when you didn't have the cap space until everybody opted out. Um, so I get it. The COVID year is kind of like a wash. Um, but now with all this cap space and now with, uh, the draft position they're in, I hope that they're just going to use it. Get, it, get their guy, whoever it is, if they do happen to want to trade back and Bill likes someone else, whatever. You know, he found Jimmy G in the second round, and if he had stick, sticked with the Pats, I think he would be a pro bowler for sure. I think Bill, you know, gets his guy, and is if the guy is half legit, he'll make him, you know, a playoff caliber quarterback, and I think that's what they need rather than a veteran stopgap. Oh, it's it it Sucks. doesn't it, it it doesn't look good. Um, I I think the Pats are headed for what the rest of the league does, which is exactly what Jonathan said. You make the you make the playoffs for a little bit. You have a guy for a couple of years, and then you fall out a little bit. It's so rare what they did that run of making the playoffs every almost every year for twenty years. Nobody does that. Yeah. I mean, you look back now, even at the top of the draft, Atlanta just in the Super Bowl, Philadelphia just in the Super Bowl, Carolina recently in the Super Bowl, Denver recently in the Super Bowl, San Francisco recently in the Super Bowl. Like teams don't stay at the top for as long as the Pats did. You go down to mediocrity and then you draft well and then you come back up, unless you're Jacksonville or the Jets and you just suck forever. Even Detroit, they get so many first-round <coughs> number one picks, and they still suck. But no. that's the way that the system has been created. Bill and Tom fucked up their system, basically, by Tom taking pay cuts and them still being able to build around him and them playing forever. When Once quarterbacks start getting paid stupid money, that's when you have to compromise the rest of the team, which then puts you back down in the league. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way that they've wanted to create it. So you create more parity. The closest, the closest that has come to replicating what the Pats, you know, did over the course of 20 years, I'd say is probably 
a team like the Seahawks where they, I don't think they've missed the playoffs once since they drafted Russell Wilson. And, you know, obviously that team had to evolve and change over time when the Legion of Boom broke up and then you had to pay Russell Wilson. And now all of a sudden they're able to draft well, big, big factor. They're able to draft well, find guys in the draft like DK Metcalf, um, where you're able to build back that offense and become more an offensive oriented team because your quarterback is just that damn good. And that's what they need. They, they need a guy, you know, that will be able to cover up some of their holes. Um, and they're far from that. I, like it's brutal. It's brutal. Uh, the way it's gonna, it's gonna look. Cause again, if they don't hit the lottery on a quarterback, we're having the same conversation most likely a year from now in terms of the quarterback, um, uh, position and that's just in the nfl that's a nightmare that is the nightmare to have and that's where they are and who knows when they get out of it meanwhile down south tom brady marching his way into the playoffs with a great statistical season uh to his credit with a wagon of a team around him it you know credit to tom tom one bill zero you know, he's like, again, do I think that Bucks team is going all the way? No, but he was able to make it work without Belichick, Belichick without Tom this year. Just gross, just a gross season overall. But yeah, besides that, you know, the quarterback spot, I think we all pretty much know what they need and what they need to focus on for the draft and free agency. Um, unless you guys have anything else you want to throw in there, because I know there's always talk about McDaniels leaving or you know now nick casario has gone to houston finally um just any more cleanup thoughts on the past before we move on to the wild card weekend no no i'm good yeah no i I think a long off season yeah oh yeah longest one in quite some time um that's okay the rest of the league is uh not trash and they're still playing so we got more football um wild card weekend coming saturday we got a full uh, three-game slate on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, so let's just start um, on the AFC. You know, we got Colts, Bills, uh, and we got Browns, Steelers, and Ravens, Titans. I'm gonna just start with Colts, Bills. How far do we think the Bills are gonna go here? Let's have an honest talk, all right? Because I think at home against the Colts, Bills get some of Bills Mafia in there. Sprinkle in some Bills Mafia, maybe a dildo uh, or two thrown on the field. Uh, you never know. I think the Bills are legit. I think they they win this game. I think it's, you know, obviously they're the two seed and they have a bye if it's a normal season. So I just, Phil Rivers and the Colts, they don't really scare me. No, not at all. Um, Bills should, they should run run this game. Um, if they don't, I will be very surprised. Um, I mean, Phillip Rivers, he is what he is. Makes the playoffs. That gauntlet. And the, yeah, he's got some great, <laughs> great sound bites. I, him and Andrew Luck, some of the best sound bites out of quarterbacks you'll get. Um, but I mean, the, the Colts got a great running game. You know, if, if it's a yucky game up there in Buffalo, then that, I think that's their best shot. Um, but yeah, Josh Allen's just been—he's been a stud all year, man. He's him and Stephon Diggs got something working. John Brown back too. Oof, that offense is a wagon. Fendi. Uh, yeah, I—I I would say I'm a little bit higher on the Colts than it sounds like you are, Dan. I would much—I'd much rather play the Browns. They're by far the worst team. Oh, okay, that's, oh, that's, that's wrong. Yeah, Their that's coaches wrong. all have COVID. The Steelers are frauds. The Steelers that's are bad. But like the Colts are better than the Browns. That's not true. Oh my god, that's so wrong. You could not be more wrong. I'm just telling you what I think. Dude, Browns' Uh, running game is better than the Colts, which is their best thing. And the Browns' defense is better than Colts. Baker play. Their quarterback is worse. That's the only thing I'll give you. But I'll I'll take the Bills. uh, You said where am I taking them, Dan? Yeah, yeah. How, How far do you think they go? I'll go – if they have to play 
if they have to play Tennessee in the second round, that kind of worries me. But I'll go. I'll I'll go AFC Championship. Yeah, I think it's going to be Casey and the Bills in the in the AFC title game. I think yeah. it's a formality. I don't see that. I don't see them going to um, Kansas City and winning. No, probably not. But yeah, I mean Kansas City has just been a, a absolute machine this weekend. Uh, this weekend, this season, an absolute machine, and. I just I don't I don't see who takes them down, but I don't know. The Colts I could see it like being a fairly close game, but the Bills are they've just been on fire and talk about peaking at the right time. And I mean, you're just walking into the playoffs with as much as much hype and swag that the Bills probably have ever walked into uh, a playoffs ever, and. You know, with Bills Mafia there, again, it's just like, I don't know. I just don't see them. I don't see this being any more than like a seven to 10 point uh, win for the Bills. I just think it's it's going to be at least a, a seven to 10 point win. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a blowout. Um, and Jonathan, so Jonathan, you, you think they actually make the AFC title game? The Bills? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's like four teams that I take legit in the AFC, and they're the Bills, Kansas City, Tennessee, and the Ravens. Tennessee and the Ravens play each other, so one of them are going to be out, and that would leave three. If if Baltimore beats the Ravens, then they have they have to play Kansas City because they're that last they're the last wild card. Uh, well, no, they're, because they're the Browns the- are going to beat the Steelers, so they'll play Kansas City. Okay. Okay. Facts. <laughs> so but I think I think they can make it. Um, yeah. Well, so in that Ravens Titans game, who do you who do you got? Titans at home Sunday at one. I got the Titans because um, they played the Ravens earlier this year in Baltimore, and the Titans still won. So I'm gonna go Titans. Although the Ravens are kind of a wagon right now, but I think that game I think that game might be the best game of the weekend. I'd probably agree with that. Yeah, I'd say it's probably the second best game, be, but that's gonna be a slugfest. Yeah, I, I'd say I'd say the Titans probably um, in this one as well. Uh, although it is kind of a revenge game for the Ravens uh, after last year, but um, you know, I just think Tennessee ultimately, like again, they're coached well, and uh, Tractor Cito, he's probably gonna have like I don't know, one eighty and like three touchdowns. But uh, no, like Tannehill's been. Again, he's been consistent all year long. Last year wasn't a fluke. And uh, they're home, you know, again. And I think the Ravens have just been really up and down all year. Lamar's kind of come down a bit. And, uh, yeah, I just I, – I feel like the Titans are, Titans are going to pull this one out. Um, well, just because you guys like the Titans, I'm picking the Ravens. Oh, go. okay, dude. Okay, dude. I see you. Let's go, baby. Let's go, Lamar. Couldn't carry DS to a fantasy championship. Going to carry me past the Titans. Let's go. Oh, that's just salt in the wound. Too soon, sir. <laughs> Too soon. Well, I got my favorite game of the week. Favorite game of the week. I don't even need to see the line, and I already know when we do our mortal locks, it's my mortal lock. And it's Browns at the Steelers. All right. Steelers, yes. Overall, pretty solid team pretty good team they're frauds all right in the playoffs wildcard weekend they're dropping to not just your but my cleveland browns cleveland browns this is their year not to win the super bowl or anything but they just barely squeak into the playoffs they could have ended up getting gypped but they ended up pulling it out in the last week against the steelers and they win now they're running it back big ben's going to be out there and uh, I don't know. I, I just think that uh, – I think the Browns offensively have been good enough between Kareem Hunt, Chubb, and Baker hasn't killed them. Uh, you know, if Baker just doesn't F up pretty much, I think that the Browns are going to come out with the win in this one. And, uh, you know, far – it's going to be a far cry from uh, the dog pound when uh, – what was it, two seasons ago when they got their first win. Like, I don't know, they gave a bunch of free beer and all that. Uh, yeah, far far cry from those days. We're uh, we're in a new era here in Cleveland. 
Fendi, Fendi, Fendi. Go dogs. The Brownies are coming. Steelers, they stink. Dab on them. I, I, big Ben, big rapists. Get them out of here. <laughs> Fendi. Can't argue with that one. Get, get this guy out of here. He's done. Go put him in the home. Send him to the walk court. And walk and move. Get him in the boot. Get him out of here. This guy stinks. The Steelers are frauds. James Conner stinks. They got no running game. Juju, go dance wherever you want. Facts. Brownies, Baker, it's your time. Let's go. Thank you. Uh, this game's got a, a 16-13 disgusting score written all over it. Um, but I'm going with the Steelers. Home team, Browns are frauds. They got no head coach. Trash. Steelers 16, Browns 13. Yuck. Yuck. It's going to be a gross game. I think we can all agree that to that. Uh, yeah. I think that's I, I would I would love a Jarvis Landry passing touchdown. That'd be great. <laughs> He's got a better arm than Big Ben. Oh, well, with all that, uh, unfortunately, no more fantasy love and and hate. But what do we have for our Super Bowl picks? Okay, to cap off our wild card preview, just so we're out in front of it. Who we got in the Super Bowl? in the AFC and NFC and who, who you got winning. Um, I'll start us off. I actually truly believe it's going to be Kansas city against the Seattle Seahawks. And I think the Seattle Seahawks win. I will go Kansas city versus the green Bay Packers. Gross. And the green Bay one, Packers one. will win. You're the worst. I hate you. <laughs> uh, really? This, this is an audio podcast, but Dan just walked away. Really? Dan you think that stood fraud, up and ran away. That fraud Aaron Rodgers is going to – who hates the fraud his family? About, the fraud that's about to win MVP of the league? Oh, yeah. Cool, cool. Have all the freaking MVPs. Dude hasn't been to the freaking Super Bowl in a decade. I. I. Dude hates his family. All he does is lose in the playoffs. You know what? He's they made fraud. it to the NFC Championship game last year. Who's saying they can't make it one more, two more games this year? He's not making it to the Super Bowl. I promise right. you. I promise Fine. you. Fine. All right. So, so my heart, my heart wants Browns, Seahawks, <laughs> and Russell Wilson to go win another Super Bowl. I that'd be fine with me. My head is saying that nobody's going to beat Kansas City in the AFC, and that Drew Brees Ooh. is on his way out. And he's gonna take the Saints there and beat Kansas City and then retire. Oh, I thought I thought you said they were gonna start Jameis and then Jameis was gonna take him to beat Kansas Wrong, City. Wrong, sir. Jameis Damn stinks. Damn yeah, you go get some crab legs. All right. Drew Brees takes him to the Super Bowl. They win the whole thing. Sean right. Payton, Drew Brees, they're done. All right. Zach has Saints over uh, KC. I have Seattle over KC. And Jonathan, you have – I'm sorry, what was it? He's got the 1-1. One, uh, one. It's the Green uh, Bay yeah. Packers over Kansas City. Gross. <laughs> Anyways, if, it's, if Green Bay is in the Super Bowl, I'm not watching it. I'm not okay. watching it. Okay. <laughs> I, I can't, don't really care. I can't support that family hater, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Fendi. Well, I mean, come on. Uh, that's like, fair. That's not fair. Um, Bachelor stands so. now. Yeah. <laughs> um all right anyways uh mortal locks of the week um so i said this about the browns and i'm gonna double down because i don't have the actual line in front of me um but i'm assuming they um they're the underdog obviously they have the worst record and they're on the road but i don't care what the line is i really don't give a flying shit what the line is the browns are winning this game you take Brown's money line, okay? You know how hot I was to start the year. I wasn't missing mortal locks. I was banging them left and right, mortal locks, hitting them all damn day, all right? Cleveland Brown's money line, not the points, money line. I don't care how many points it is. I don't care. Money line, Brown's over Steelers. Well, it's six points, so you're probably going to get a pretty good money line on. All right, easy, easy. Even better. Take the points if you want, but if you're a true, if you're a true Brown stan like myself, a true dog like myself, you're going Brown's money line. 
right. Um, I'm going to go to the, the NFC, and we're just going to pick against that fraud Tampa Bay. Oh. Eight and a half point favorites against the football team. Just hammer that eight and a half. Sprinkle in a little money line there. That might just come, might just fuck around, just win that. But eight and a half, way, way too big. That Washington defense is legit. Tom is going to have a rough day. And I don't even, he may squeak out a little win because he's that good, but eight and a half is way too many points. <laughs> I actually really like that pick. Thank you. Football team, best team. All right. I'm going to go with my Bears plus 10 at New Orleans. The Bears are covering that. The Don't Bears even, are covering that. You know it too. Don't apologize for it either, John. I'm not. I'm not no. apologizing. The Bears are covering nah. that 10 points. They're, they might fuck around and win that game. Uh, oh, please. Can we can let's I get, let's get crazy? Hey, yep. that's, the, that's the slime game. You never know. It's the Nickelodeon slime game. You Somebody know, put this board bet on. Get, get, get me in there. Who wants it? What do you it? want, Zach? What do you want? They, they're not covering. New Orleans is going to blow them out. Bears not covering? No. Not even close. Feed me. Feed okay. me on the board. Fine. Put it on. The, what's the final line, John? What do you say, Jonathan? It's 10. 10? All right. Fine. On the fucking board, bro. Come on. on. Board. Easy. Easy burrito money. Ugh. Too easy. How many burritos you still owe me? Was that like two? Two. Because uh, it okay. was three, but I beat you in PGA. Or I beat you in something. You definitely didn't beat me in PGA. I beat you in I, I, I got you You did so, beat me in know. something, but it but definitely wasn't PGA because you're a dog. Oh, okay. Dude, okay. 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 Okay, dude. We'll save that for another time, dude. Bears might fuck around and win that game, though. Stop, Todd. Stop, Bears. Come on. Bro, they're a playoff team, bro. They were five and one at one point, bro. <laughs> what, what is what is this man doing? Anyways, so Jonathan, yeah, I uh, I love that pick. Uh, Bears, Bears plus the points, definitely take that. You know, and again, I think you know the Saints are good. I just don't see like Drew Brees again at the end. Ah, I think he, he he no matter what, even though they're in the dome, if if they were on the road, I'd be I'd feel even more confident about it. But you know, they're in the dome. It is going to be tough for the Bears, but the points could definitely see the points happening. Uh, for sure. But yeah, those are our mortal locks of the week and also our Super Bowl picks in there as well. Uh, Jonathan's Super Bowl pick, probably the worst pick I've ever heard in my life because the Green Bay Packers are frauds. Aaron Rodgers is a fraud. And Jonathan, you know, KC, like that's a shoe in. That's like a sure bet. Green Bay. I, I don't know. I just, I can't take that seriously. But uh, anyways, I think that just See, about... when we say shoe in, I now I want to pick against KC. <laughs> Every time that there's a shoe in, uh, it doesn't doesn't work. There is a shoe in. There, I, I think multiple people can confirm there's a shoe in. Are you gonna change it before we? Kind of want to go Buffalo now. Oh my god, you're gonna go fucking I'm Buffalo. Go Buffalo Saints Super Bowl. Drew Brees wins it all. Changed it. Okay, so okay. All right. All right. Buffalo in the Super Bowl would be electric. Electric. I need that. Oh, did we lose Z? This man's frozen. I think we did. That's probably a good time to <laughs> <laughs> Well, I did want to touch uh real quick on you know, obviously the big news about Chara leaving uh the Boston Bruins and signing with uh, the Washington Capitals. That's, you know, as a Bruins fan, I think Z will be able to attest to yeah, this. Yeah, I don't really have a, that's sad, but I don't really have a, a opinion. No, I mean, uh, like, you don't have, like, any sort well, of. Well, I was, I was kind of, I mean, I kind of want to go watch what's happening in the government. It's kind of crazy right now. Okay. Well, <laughs> you can go be a political John and, uh, I'll wrap this up if if Z's. But uh, yeah, tough, tough phone, for but. them to lose Chara, but definitely he's tough. Kind of washed. He but. is kind of washed, but at the same time, like, yeah, it just sucks to see like all these Boston greats just leaving in the matter of like months. It feels like it, mm. it's kind of wild. Right. 
Anyways, go enjoy your political nonsense. See ya. I don't think you'll ever see this again. What's going on right now? So. Oh, okay. All right, lovely. Um, so yeah, um, I'm just gonna touch on it. Basically, Zach's on the phone real quick. Uh, yeah, it sucks to see Chara go, and for the amount of money that he went for, uh, I believe it's just 800k to the Washington Capitals. That sucks. Like, like yeah. Do I think Chara is like still this? You know great player like no he's old and you know broken down but like what he's given to the Bruins and specifically in that uh Blues uh Stanley Cup final you know getting his jaw shattered wired shut coming back for it I just feel bad for the core of this team you know and that general core of, you know Krejci, Marchand, Bergeron, Chara, Tuca you know that they weren't able to get one more it, it's just brutal. Uh, Jonathan Bounce, he's going to watch uh, all the election stuff that's going on right now. I guess it's kind of crazy, apparently. Um, but yeah, I don't know. He didn't really have too much on Chara, but I was just saying it, it just really blows to see that, you know, they ended up going to the cup three times with that core. They only came away with one, uh, one cup final win back in uh, 2011. And it just, again, it sucks. Now he's going to play for you know the washington capitals and not the boston bruins and now you know gotta put the big c on bergeron and that'll be fine and good but not gonna be good seeing chara in a different sweater for sure no it's gonna be very it's gonna be very very strange to see him wearing a capitals jersey um yeah and like you said as much as it sucked i mean it, it was time for him to move on uh he wasn't gonna be getting the the top line minutes that he would want yeah um I mean, you get we got a lot of good defense or good top four defensemen uh, or top three at least: McAvoy, Carlo, Grizzly, Seattle, Lauzon, and Vakanen, Vakahainen, whatever come in. <laughs> um, but he's just he was falling behind a little bit. He's a little getting a little too slow. Uh, uh, the bigger, burly defenseman really wasn't. Uh, it really isn't made for this type of NHL anymore. You know. Expecting big things from McAvoy this year. He's my my pick for the Norris Trophy. Um, go win Defensive Player of the Year for him. Uh, you know, Pasta being out for a while is going to hurt. Hopefully, the reports are coming out. This should be maybe less than a m- month, so 15 games-ish that he'll miss. Uh, you get Nika filling in for him right now on the top line. Uh, once Pasta's back and you're able to move Stadnika back down to the third line with Coyle and Richie, that should be a fun line to watch. Those guys are all really talented and love banging the bodies around. <laughs> See how Krejci and DeBrusque, DeBrusque, man, he, he just needs to score more. He's yeah. big, he's fast, he can shoot. He's just not scoring enough. Um, other than him, I mean, you got the goal, the best goalie tandem in the league back together. Uh, we'll see if Tuca plays the whole year. Who knows with everything COVID and he left last year. But you got to wonder if he's lost the locker room. I mean, yeah. after leaving the bubble, he, the, all the guys on the team, they said the right things. The, the organization said the right things. Yeah. We're behind Tuca, blah, blah, blah. But they they all have families at home, too. It's not just him that had to leave just for his family. Yeah. So that's something to wonder about. Yeah, for sure. And, like, just everything, too. Like, even before that, I, I don't know if you remember, like, when they were first interviewing players before they actually, um, you know, started the season back and stuff. And they were talking about like, Oh, you know, all this time off and all that. And Tuca was just kind of like, Oh yeah, I, I haven't been like doing anything. I guess it's time to, you know, go put on the pads. Like he just seemed very nonchalant, like about restarting the season. And I don't know. He seemed, I don't know if checked out is too strong, but he just, he seemed like it was kind of like out of sight, out of mind for him a little bit. Um, and then even in that uh, in initially in the bubble, when he pressed that thing on the app or whatever, and then all of a sudden he had to like quarantine or whatever mm-hmm. it was. And uh, it just everything seemed kind of off uh, when they were trying to get the train back rolling with the season in Tuca. And I don't know, like, again, like it's one of those things where like, what other answer do you have at goalie uh, other than him, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, Halak was, phenomenal last year in the time that he played but the playoffs proved that he is what he is he's a backup goalie who can come in and play really solid for you for a few games but he's not he's not your number one 
Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one thing I want to end with just cause now that we're on the Bruins, um, you know, what do you think their ceiling looks like with the roster currently constructed for this year? Roster the way it is. Uh, I mean, hockey's such a different animal that it, we've seen it so many times. If you get, just get into the playoffs and you get your goalie gets stupid hot. Yeah. They can carry you the entire way. Um, I got to see how good Lauzon and those other guys do defensively, but I, it's another cup run, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah. still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tuka's when he's on, he's still one of the best goalies in the league. Yeah. Uh, that top line is one of the best lines in the league. Uh, I mean, they, as long as they get into the playoffs, which I think they should pretty easily. Um, another cup runs definitely not out of the question. Well, I love to hear that as just a, you know, for both of us, our like main lifetime is this core with this team, you know, Char obviously being the first major piece being peeled off of that core still very much intact with Krejci, Tuka, Marshan, Bergeron, and, you know, some of the younger guys like McAvoy and stuff that have been there for a few years, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll see what happens here. Um, You know, you've seen, I'm just going to flip it real quick to, you know, how the Celtics, you know, with uh, Jason Tatum in his first couple of years, he may not have had some of those opportunities if a guy like Gordon Hayward didn't, you know, break his leg in half. Mm-hmm. We'll see if guys like McAvoy, Carlo, or Vakaninen, like you said, if they can sort of break through a bit more. Um, and Kevin Miller, if he can, you know, stay healthy now too. Yeah. You know, if what those guys got, you know, if they're going to really – you know, tell Char like, oh, you know, we're we got these young guys, we want to give a chance. All right, give them the chance, and let's. Here see. we go. Yeah, yep. they're throwing right into the fire. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. Um, all right. Well, I think that just about does it here for this edition of Mouth and Off Sports. Dan Sadik here, alongside with Zach Lacey. Jonathan Sullivan left early because he's a bum. So <laughs> roast him if you can. Go check out Fixing to Talk Sports and the Cool Zone Pod as well. Two other great podcasts under the Mouth and Off umbrella. Again, signing off here today. We'll be back next week on Mouth and Off Sports. Have a wonderful evening. Zach, I'll see you later, buddy. Fuck Duke. All yeah, fuck Duke. Fuck Duke. Country roads. Fuck Duke. West Virginia. <laughs> Blue Ridge Mountains. Shenandoah River. Life is older. Older than the trees. Younger than the mountains. Growing like a breeze, country roads take me home to the place I belong, West Virginia. Drop in.